Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Medical freedom is such a hot topic right now and something that I think our parents didn't have to address or deal with, with our generation in the same way that we are. And I think that that can feel very overwhelming for moms to have to be stepping into a field of parenting that we never saw modeled for us. And we didn't see that battle being fought for us. So in many ways, I see moms today not feeling prepared to address this issue that is so extremely important for us to be prepared to fight for our children and for their children and for their children right now, because we are the moms that God has put in this battlefield. So I have brought an expert with me today who I'm so excited to have here and to introduce to you. Her name is Heather Knapp and Heather has been a nurse for 13 years. She has been married for 12 of those years, and she is a mama to four kiddos. She has a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and 3-year-old twins. So she is just in the trenches of motherhood while being part of this fight for freedom for our generation of parents and families that we're able to really have the medical freedom, and which also ends up including the freedom of parenting and so much more we're going to jump into today, which I'm really excited about. Uh, if you love this and you want to follow Heather Moore, which I know you will, you can find her on Instagram. She's at nurses for the number four freedom. And I will link all of this in the show notes, of course. She also has a podcast that she is a co-host of called Declare Truth. And she also wrote voicesforchoice.us. So if you are someone who is wanting more resources and more information on medical freedom for you and your family, you can find more there. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is going to be great. And this is a topic that I haven't jumped in on because it's one that is heavy and it's not like a light and airy conversation, but it's so real and it's in our faces and I can feel so overwhelmed by the reality of it. So thank you for being here. And I hope that we can just help moms feel more equipped and empowered to make the choices they want to make for their family. So let's start off just basically helping with some definition. How would you even define medical freedom? Yeah, sure. So I believe medical freedom is of the utmost importance. And I would say that it's the freedom to choose what goes into your body, the freedom to choose procedures, um, the way that you're cared for. If you're hospitalized, medications, you're going to take vaccines, you're going to take anything that's going to overall affect your health. Um, I think that you should have the medical freedom to make those choices. So it's bodily autonomy and sovereignty over your body. So what I'm hearing, though, is that you use the word vaccine one time in that, but this is so much more than just vaccines, because somewhere along the line, this idea of medical freedom became so closely knit with vaccinations that I think many times people will say, oh, well, medical freedom. Oh, yeah, that's those crazy anti-vaxxers. You're telling me it's more than that. 
<laughs> yes, it's so much more than that. And actually the nursing school that I went to, I went to a private Christian nursing school that I graduated from in 2009. And um, the theory of nursing that we we learned about was called the human becoming theory. And it was really about holistic health and the patient being the expert of their health. So that's kind of my background. And I remember being a nursing student and at the time thinking how crazy that sounded. Um, of course, there are specific situations as a nurse that we encounter where maybe somebody does need to advocate for you on your behalf if you cannot make a good medical decision. If there's some type of mental illness or something going on, you're not able to speak for yourself. Um, but overall, the just respecting someone's right to choose what is right for their own health um, and looking at a person as so much more than just, a, you know, the physical aspects, it's mental, emotional, spiritual, there's so much more that goes into um, what medical freedom is. So yes, it's not just vaccines, it's all kinds of different things, every aspect of your healthcare, really. Wow. So that's really interesting thinking about as a mom what that looks like too, because then that means, and I mean, I could say moms and dads, this could be a co this is a co-parenting thing here. This is a team thing, but realistically in our family, I'm the one who takes our kids to the doctors. You know, I mean, if we're talking about like a broken bone, then of course we're all going, but, but most of the time I'm the one who's pursuing the medical things actively in our family. So I have taken on that responsibility myself as the mom to be the primary one to do that research. And to then talk with my husband about what we're make, doing as informed decisions. But that means that I am care as the mom. God has given me the responsibility of being the first expert for the health of the five children that he has entrusted to me and myself. And that's not something to take lightly and say, well, I'm just going to go to our every six month checkups or our every one year physical or whatever it is and trust that whoever the doctor is that's within our group or is covered by our insurance, that whatever they say is the best thing because God didn't entrust my children to them. God entrusted yeah, my children absolutely. to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the problem a lot of times with medicine is that people are individuals and we have this um, one size fits all approach to a lot of the things that we do, but I don't think that works because everybody's different. And mm -hmm. like you said, I think mothers, God gave us this intuition with our kids. And many times I know with my own kids, I've gone to doctor's appointments or, you know, my daughters were actually in the NICU. Um, they were born at 33 weeks gestation. So when that was going on, I remember some of the things that they wanted to do, I was like, I don't think that's what's best for them. And we would get into arguments about it. And they did know I was a nurse. And I remember them saying like, well, we know you're a nurse. We understand what you're saying, but we still think blah, 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 whatever it was. Um, and, and you know what the funny thing is, is th this specific event was they wanted to put a pick line in my daughter's. Um, and it's an IV that goes into the tip of the heart and it's invasive and I didn't feel that they needed it. And sure enough, like a week later, the nurse came to me and said, you were right. They didn't need that. Um, so I think many, many times doctors feel that they know what's best and, you know, even nurses or different people in the medical industry and you as the parent know your child, you know, everything about them. And like you said, God entrusted them to you. So I think sometimes it's intimidating as a parent. And I'm sure it's even more intimidating, like for me with a medical background, you know, I feel probably more confident because I have that knowledge. But I would say to you parents who do not have that background, it doesn't matter. You still know your child the best. Mm -hmm. 
You have every right to advocate for your child for what you feel is right for them. You know them, you're with them every day. You know what, what works for each kid. Each kid is different too, even in your own kids. All four of my kids are so different. Um, they respond to things differently. People in general respond to medical procedures differently, medications differently, vaccines differently. We can't just have this approach that this is what we're doing and it applies to all people no mm -hmm. matter what, because I just don't think that that works. Absolutely. I um, have had such different experiences with uh, pediatricians with my children. And I remember as, an, as a young mom with my first, so this was like 12 years ago, maybe a decade ago. And being at a doctor and them wanting to do, you know, X number of vaccines that day and me telling the doctor, like, we're not going to do that. And, um, I'm not going to just focus in fully on vaccines here, but it was just any kind of a procedure or practice that they wanted to do that I wasn't going to do. And when I began telling him, you know, well, we're not going to do that. And he, he's like, well, why? And is questioning mm -hmm. me as the mom. And so I gave my reasons for why. And he said, did you Google that? And I almost, I started getting tunnel vision where it was like, mm -hmm. you just see like everything narrowing in. And I had to sit down and I said, I'm sorry, we need to be done today. And mm -hmm. um, wrapped it up and left. And we never went back there again. Because let's say I did Google it, which let's say I informed myself as a parent and educated myself in what choices we were going to be making. And the difference of when I found a different pediatrician, and she has literally said to me before, you are a professional mom making wise choices for your children. And I thought that is so true. The difference of a doctor questioning me, educating myself versus a doctor affirming me as a professional mother, because I take this job as more seriously than any other job I could do. And that's a professional mm -hmm. was such a night and day difference. You should keep that doctor. That's a good doctor right oh, there. I hold her so close <laughs> and I pray yes. she can keep working in Southern California. So yeah, that's absolutely. just a little, a little snippet of what got me to this place of where we are of fighting for medical freedom. I have shared before that my husband is in law enforcement in um, Los Angeles and we will not be getting the vaccine that they're pushing and our job is on the line for it. I mean, to the point that we could mm -hmm. lose retirement even over this, but mm -hmm. we believe this is so important that we will fight for this. And, um, that medical freedom is important. It's so much more than just this one, this one shot that we're discussing here. Um, Absolutely. but I'm curious, will you share your story, Heather, of what made you so passionate about medical freedom? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, actually right before COVID in 2019, um, and don't quote me on the date, it might be 2018, but I think it was 2019. SB 276 was going through the legis uh, legislature and um, that legislation was going to prevent or make it very difficult for children to receive a medical exemption to vaccination. And I actually had a lot of friends who were choosing a different way than I was. Um, some of them didn't vaccinate their kids. My kids were vaccinated. And I remember at the time not really understanding like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But there were things that were happening to them because of that, like their kids couldn't go to school anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so at the time, and I go to church with these people. So honestly, at the time I was like, maybe I don't understand or don't agree, but I still like don't get why they can't go to school. So I started really looking into things. Um, it didn't make sense to me because I felt like the, the majority of people, even if you look into this statistically, do vaccinate their kids. So this makes up a very small percentage of people in society. 
So when they were not able to go to school, I was thinking like, how does that make sense when there's such a small percentage, when we talk about herd immunity and what we need and all these different things, it just didn't add up. So that's kind of what initiated me to look into it. Um, And that bill did pass, um, that passed in 2019. And that has really changed a lot. And I actually have a friend whose child was injured by a vaccine and it made it very hard for her to send her daughter to school. So I was just starting to see these things and not really understanding. I mean, this bill, um, you know, it requires them to investigate doctors who write five or more medical exemptions in a year. And some of, I would say these physicians who are writing these are writing them for legitimate reasons. Some children have seizures after vaccines and different things that happen that I don't think. I'll, I'll even speak from personal experience. I've had friends and like immediate family members that I've watched have seizures mm-hmm. and other reactions from vaccines that, and they were ones who and were in a similar boat of saying like, this is what we're doing. Like, we're going to follow mm-hmm. these things. Cause like, what if we do want to put them in school, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And people yeah. think a lot of people think that the school freedom is just now happening related to <laughs> this COVID, but realizing, no, this is something that happened previously, but all these things happen so quiet and behind the scenes that you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I think that, um, speaking on the seizure aspect, you can, you guys are, you know, feel free to look up, you know, this information on your own. You can find it on the CDC, but the measles, mumps, rubella, varicella vaccine, um, seizures are occur pretty frequently with that one. So it's not something that is not acknowledged, but it's something that I think a lot of people may not know about. So these things do happen and you're right, this fight, like I said, I woke up to this stuff in 2019 and was kind of like, why is this happening? And now looking back on it, I feel that the Lord revealed that to me on purpose in that time, because then it led into 2020 and all the things that we have seen. So, you know, it's been hard for me, the more that I have paid attention, it's very heavy. Um, It's very heavy for me, even as a nurse, because of my background and what I had learned in school and what I've realized that they didn't teach us. And just the weight of that is hard. Um, But I do feel because of what we've seen that it's so, so important to talk about this stuff. And, you know, because of that, you take some heat. And because of that, like my account censored on Instagram, but I do keep speaking about it because I think it's so important. And I think that when we stop talking about it and stop having these conversations, there's just one narrative. And I think we've seen that Mm -hmm. a lot of just hearing one side of the story, not the whole story. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do really love that about the podcast platform too, that it's something that's so easy to share that anyone who's listening can so easily share this with their mom friends as a way of being a voice, just to give them a chance to hear, because otherwise this, this is not on mainstream media. And if you don't share it and don't talk about it, but if every community of moms was talking about what are you doing about this? What do you think about this? And realizing too, we somewhere along the way, we forgot we can have different opinions, but like, let's say one kid at the park, they don't choose this medical choice. And the other family does choose this medical choice. You still can be friends and have differing opinions. Um, but it has to be a conversation amongst, especially amongst moms. That community yeah. is so important. I think that the problem right now is that there are specific narratives like, you know, when it comes to your kids playing together or these different things that they're saying, you know, well, they're putting you at risk. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if they didn't get the vaccine, you're at risk and, you know, stuff 
a lot of information is coming out now since the vaccine was, you know, ran out on this population that it's not very effective and you keep having to get a booster and still it's not very effective. So I think these narratives that they have been telling people to fear others and fear that family if they didn't make the decision you did actually is a lie. And I think if people looked into it and really researched it, they would see that and we don't have to be afraid of each other. And I still wouldn't say that I would agree with that either way, but there's just not science to support that either. Right. And at the end of the conversation, so hang with us all the way through, because we're going to give you some resources of ways that you can further educate yourself because as moms, as professional moms, right, we want to be equipped. And part of that is doing our own education and our own research. So we will give you some more resources as well, but let's talk about why this is important for every mom to be fighting for right now. And it's really take a frontline approach to this. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot of legislation currently in the state of California where we live, where they are trying to mandate the vaccine to attend school. Um, you know, we've seen things like the whole masking aspect of schools and you can't go to school without a mask or you're going to be sent home and all this different, you know, all these different things. But on top of that, I think even when you visit a doctor's office, um, even prior to COVID, you know, because of that legislation I talked about, if you chose not to vaccinate your child, some pediatricians wouldn't even see your child. Mm -hmm. So there are things there's like, in my opinion, a lot of discrimination that has taken place, medical discrimination, and I don't agree with it. I think it's really unethical. Um, but again, they will use the argument that we're just trying to keep our patients safe. You know, it's for the greater good. And you know, what, in the meantime, what's happening to these people that aren't comfortable with that and don't want the vaccine or don't want these other vaccines, they don't get medical care. Um, so I think it is, it's very important. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people have woken up because of the COVID vaccine to just this medical discrimination that I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe weren't aware of it. <laughs> yeah. And masking, but maybe they weren't aware of it before but a lot of other mothers and fathers had experienced this with their kids when they couldn't take them to the doctor. So I think this is very dangerous. It's setting society up for, and the medical um, establishment up for complete failure on behalf of patients. Um, it's unsafe and extremely dangerous. And like I said, they're passing legislation or trying to, which currently is put on hold to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine for kids in schools. So if you don't want to do that as a parent, your child wouldn't be able to go to school. And since religious and medical exemptions are basically non-existent, then mm -hmm. your option will be homeschool. That's it, not private schools. And there's a lot of confusion with that, but this applies to public and private school. Um, so I just wanna clarify that too. Yeah. So it's all, it's all brick and mortar schools because I've talked, I've had podcasts about homeschooling in the past that I've done. And, um, we'll talk more about homeschooling more in the future and stuff here as well. Cause we homeschool our five, uh, but it, any brick or mortar. So any school that you're attending, this would be applying to, um, and you know, maybe, maybe you're a mom who says, yeah, but we're, we're okay with this. Like, I think the vaccine, I think the vaccine works. I think it keeps my child safer. That's fine for you to be making that decision. But the fact that our government is deciding what medical treatment is necessary for your child, for them to get an education is absolutely unfathomable to me because yeah. it, it, you, it's basically saying you don't get to be the one responsible for your children 
or for their bodies Mm -hmm. any longer. And I believe God gave you that right as a parent and responsibility, not just right, but responsibility. Yeah. Whether it's vaccines or anything else as a nurse, there has never been a time in my career that we could force something on a patient. So it's, things are changing rapidly and we always had this respect for the most part, I would say, except for the things I have shared on mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I could give you tons of stories of things that have happened where I didn't agree with what the decision my patient made was, but I respected them because it's their choice, not mine. Um, and that's how it should be. But I think, like I said, things are changing and we have to be aware of it and we have to stand up for our rights and the ability to advocate for ourselves, um, for our autonomy over our bodies mm-hmm. and for our kids. And I do want to touch on one thing, Um, you know, like you said, you shared our podcast, Declare Truth. Part of why we started that was sharing stories that you're not going to hear on mainstream media. So as a nurse, I feel like I should share the whole, the whole picture. There are people that have been injured by the COVID-19 vaccine. And I do not think that we hear about this enough. Some people are fine when they get it. And I understand that, but we aren't hearing enough about the people that are not fine and Oftentimes this is censored on social media, for instance. Um, And I, because of my job as a nurse and because I have connections with hundreds and thousands of other nurses in the state from the lawsuits we're doing, I am aware of many, many cases of kids who have had severe adverse events after the Mm. vaccine. Um, And there's some research on the vaccine, obviously, but there's no long-term data. So we're still learning so much. So I just want to put that out there because mm-hmm. as you do hear over and over again, this narrative that it's safe and effective and all of these different things, I just don't think that we're getting all of the information. So I wanted to say that as well. hundred percent. Okay. So I have a question for you because you were talking about <clears throat> the choices that we make and people saying no to things. Can you just empower moms that it is okay to say no to your doctor or nurse? Like, is that okay as a parent to go in for something and say, no, we're not going to do that? Yes, it's absolutely okay. <laughs> um, it's funny because I know I shared that story in the NICU, but honestly, just being a mom and my oldest son is 10 over the years again and again and again, like I said, I feel like we have this intuition with our kids that God gave us. And when you feel that you know what is right, you have to go with that feeling. It's a gut feeling that you have because oftentimes as a nurse or as a mother, when I went against what I thought I should have done, I usually ended up making a mistake. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, um, I, I feel like honestly, it's the Holy spirit that we know sometimes we know what is right for our kids in that moment. And you have to trust that. And there is nothing wrong for you standing up for your child and doctors can be very pushy. You have to know that when you, you know, it depends on if you have a really good doctor, like the one you shared about, that's amazing. But a lot of them are not like that and they can be very pushy and they're trained to be that way, especially when it comes to vaccination and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, That's their job. And so they are going to push those things on you, but there's nothing wrong with you saying no and just what I can say is stand your ground. Don't Mm -hmm. let them corner you and make you feel uncomfortable and do something that you're not comfortable with. You need to make the decision that you're most comfortable with, no matter what it is. Absolutely. And I would think too, with your children, you can always decide later, you know what, 
we're going to go back and make an appointment and we're going to get that antibiotic that was recommended for this thing. Or we're going to go back, you know, tomorrow or the next day, Mm -hmm. and we're going to go ahead and get that treatment that was recommended. But once we've begun putting something inside our children's bodies or our bodies, for that matter, we can't remove it from mm-hmm. our body later. So we can always wait. Oftentimes there's this, this sense of urgency <clears throat> that like, this has to happen now. And mm-hmm. okay, there are certain things that are urgent medically at times, 100%. But I think as a mom and as a patient, that probably 95% of the time, it's not actually urgent that you make the decision in that moment. And that you can take the time to step back, think about it, pray about it and make a decision. And yeah, I was, I was thinking about before we even started today about the, there's a passage in first Corinthians six, 19 through 20. That's the passage. It talks about your body as a temple of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and that you were bought with a price. So honor God with your bodies. Mm-hmm. And when I think about what it looks like, if my body was given, and I think also about that passage in Psalms that God knit our children together in our wombs as mm-hmm. a masterpiece. <clears throat> if I am being told there is a ticking timer and you have to make this decision on your child's body in the next one minute, that's probably not a safe place for me to have my child treated. No, I think I'm glad that you're talking about this. And I would refer to those things as coercion. I think that we're seeing a lot of coercion in the medical industry right now. And a lot of it is whether it's you're going to get fired from your job or you can't you can't go to college or you can't finish your nursing degree or some of them are so silly. I've seen with like elementary school, junior highs and high schools, they're like, Oh, if you come and get the vaccine, we're going to give you pizza or totally. candy or whatever this free, you can have money, like all these different things that it's like, that's just strange to me. And that's a red flag to me as a mother and as a medical professional coercion is not okay. And we were actually trained that coercion is not okay. So these things, when you get into that situation and people are trying to bribe you to make a decision, I would say, pause for a second, think about it. Like you said, pray about it, go home and look into it and don't let somebody pressure you into something that you're not comfortable with. Because many of the people that I have interviewed who got the COVID-19 vaccine, for instance, they made that decision based off coercion and, and a couple of them are medical professionals that I know. And now they have lifelong health problems. And the one thing they've said to me is, you know, I did it because I just bought a new house or I did it because I didn't want to lose my job and I was scared. But now I have to live with these things that every single day, my health is never going to be the same. And so it's so sad for me as a nurse to hear those stories and to know that like, there's nothing like you said that they can do now because they already made that decision. Um, And this is not to this is not to scare you if you got the vaccine, because like I said, everybody is different. Like I had said, originally, we're all individuals, we all have Mm -hmm. different things that make us more susceptible to being sensitive to certain things and other things. So it's not to scare you at all. But I want you guys to be informed and know that it's okay to say no, no matter what it is, you don't have to, you're not forced into making that decision. Absolutely. And one thing that I've taken on as a responsibility in this as well is, like I said at the beginning, our parents didn't have the same battle that we did. So it's unique for us stepping into this almost like 
we're the new, we're going into a new form of war. You know, I think about how war has changed its form over the years. And it's like, we're the new soldiers in this type of war as moms that our moms didn't have. So even if we had really good, actively involved parents, most people did not see this modeled for them. But now as we're making choices for our family, we're not only making their choices, but we're also training our children to be thinkers. We're training them to be critical critically minded people to be responsible for the bodies God gave them to be responsible as citizens. Like we are raising patriots as we do Mm -hmm. this, praise the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I just think we're not just doing this for them now. We're, we're making these choices for them, for their future, and also training them to be able to be actively involved adults in the world that God is putting them in rather than, you know, sheep lining up for Mm -hmm. whatever's next. So I would love to hear what are some of the ways that we could as moms and also be training our children avoid a lot of the challenges that we're going to run into in our system. If we're free thinking people and fighting for freedom, we're going to run into challenges. So do you have any advice on ways we can like sidestep any of those because honestly like it's exhausting (laughs) like I am passionate about this but I hate it and it's really hard (laughs) yeah oh gosh that's a loaded question okay so as a mom of four and you know working and doing all these things and being very active trying to you know speak truth and educate and inform myself on legislation it is really overwhelming Mm -hmm. but I do feel like that's that's exactly what we need to be doing is reading and paying attention to the laws that they're going to try and pass in our state. Um, having these difficult conversations with people that maybe, maybe these conversations are uncomfortable, but I think there's nothing wrong with sharing truth and love. And mm-hmm. I think right now more than ever, it is so important to speak truth, even if it, it may offend. Um, sometimes the Bible says, you know, in the end times, like people are not going to like what we say. Um, because as we can see in culture right now, whatever the topic is, they're, they're completely going against the biblical principles in every way. So we have to, whatever the topic is, it's so true. We could take the conversation, you know, gender, (laughs) sexuality, whatever it is, like there's all these things that are hot topics right now. And I think as Christians and as believers, we need to be reading God's word. We need to know what the Bible Mm -hmm. says about these things. We need to not be afraid to speak truth and stand up for what we believe in, know the laws, um, know who your representatives are. When you see a bill that you disagree with, know how to contact those people and express your opposition in a respectful way. You know, there's things people like different organizations make it so easy now to get involved. And I know it can feel overwhelming, but there are some resources. I don't know if you want me to share them now. Do you want me to share those? Resources? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I was going to ask. That's great. Okay. Yeah, I, I will think- link. I will link these resources in the show notes too, so that people have easy access to be able to just click, click them there as well. But let's tell them about them. Okay. Yeah. So some of my favorite resources, um, like, you know, you shared, you can visit me on Instagram, but mm-hmm. also California Freedom Keepers is one that I really like. The American Council also, um, both of them are on Instagram. I think they have Twitter, all kinds of different accounts that you can follow, but these are organizations that, they do make it very easy for you. Usually they have like um, polls and things they take and like one click things that you can just go on and 
They have an email already set up for you that you just add your name and it signs your name and sends it to whatever the specific bill is that you're opposing. So it's not like you have to go do everything on your own. California Freedom Keepers and the American Council are ones that I think make this process very, very easy. And especially if we're specifically talking about mothers, we don't have all the time in the world to be doing all this stuff. So having those resources is so amazing. Um, And that's, that's what I usually share on my social media account too, are these types of organizations that it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, here it is. Here are the facts. Here's what you need to know about this bill from a Christian perspective. Um, And when I say Christian perspective, I'm specifically referring to the American council because they Mm -hmm. are a Christian organization, Um, but they will tell you all about the bill and why as Christians, we should be opposed to it and what we need to do. And they'll give you that process. And that's really helpful. Another one that I would recommend that's from a Christian perspective is realimpact.us. And they have an Instagram as well that I will tag to, um, that our church is super active in informing the congregation and what's going on politically. And so that we can know what to do that it's interesting. I think oftentimes there's this thing about separation of church and state that it's like, oh, the church isn't supposed to talk about the state. And I want to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up and let's reread what happened actually when we were founding America. Cause the goal was to keep the state out of the church. The goal was never to keep the church (laughs) out of state issues. And if your church right now, oh my goodness, with everything going on, if your church is not speaking to these current issues that are going on and informing you, I would really encourage you to talk with your leadership and ask them to please start a ministry to inform the congregation about what is going on politically. Because if we as Christians, I mean, especially in California, could unite. And I mean, if they were getting calls from all of the congregations across our Mm -hmm. state and everyone was showing up, when, when these events are happening as Christians to be able to respectfully as Americans, as believers state our opinions, and hopefully our representatives would actually represent us. And hopefully we'll be able to vote some of these people out of office, but we can't do it if the Christians aren't informed. So if your church doesn't speak to politics, please don't, don't feel badly asking your leadership to please inform the congregation about what is going on because otherwise you don't know. No, you don't. And, and I also would say, as I hope more churches do stand up for some of these topics, including like the abortion bill, AB 2223 and these different things that we're seeing, we are the church as well. And if you feel called to get involved, don't let intimidation stop you. Yes. Um, if you if you feel more apathetic, I would honestly challenge you to consider what's going on in culture right now. Mm-hmm. I think we as Christians do need to take a stand for this. Um, I would encourage you guys to get involved at a local level. Go to your school board meetings. Yes. Speak at your school board meetings. Know who is running for your school board and what they are standing for and representing so that you know who you're putting into those positions because ultimately that does affect our kids. So I think just getting more involved in knowing what, who, who are these people and what do they want for my children? And again, let your children see this because you're training them. You are like, what we say is one thing, but what we do is another. So when you're calling your representatives, which takes you all of five minutes, you spend more time on Instagram than you do calling your representatives. I'm sure put your phone on speaker on the counter and let your children stand there 
I mean, unless they're like two or three and you need to not have them stand there because they're going to be talking, let them stand there though and listen and hear you and see your boldness and that. I think that's so important. And I did an episode a little while ago called follow in faith. And it was in the middle of April, if you want to go back and listen to it. And I do want to just reaffirm what Heather said, that if God is calling you or really just convicting you in this, and there's no one else in your church who wants to speak up for this as a voice in your church, that God may be leading you to be that voice. And while that may have not been on your agenda, um, podcasting for moms was not on mine. I share that on that episode that I did with Rebecca. And I'm sure that for Heather, um, stepping back from nursing and beginning a new direction, advocating for medical freedom was not on her agenda, but God leads us and God's God equips us to do what he calls us to do. And I think that's a good place to go ahead and wrap this up. Just to encourage you as moms, if you are hesitant about this, if you are anxious about this, I want to encourage you. That is great because God is going to use that to fuel the fire in you to be able to act. And he has gifted you these children. And I've said so many times, if he calls you to something, he will equip you for that. And he has called you to raise your children. So he will equip you even down this uncertain path. And then the good thing is when we feel like we don't have enough, we don't have the answers. It's too much for us. We get to lean into the Lord. And when we step out in obedience and we see him showing up, then we get to give him the glory because it's not to us, but it's to him, to him is the glory. So Heather, is there anything else you wanted to throw in before we wrap it up today? No, I just really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. And I just, at the end, I agree with everything that you said. I think for me, I never would have seen, I wouldn't have seen myself doing many of the things that I have done and wouldn't. I didn't feel equipped when I started all of this and I don't like speaking in public, which I've done quite a few times, mm -hmm. but every time the Lord shows up and he, I feel speaks through me um, when I feel that I am not, not ready or not prepared. And so I know that that is true for all of us as Christians. So just mm -hmm. lean into that. Absolutely. Um, I think today I'm actually going to pray for us because I want to pray for moms. I don't always end this way, but I like to wrap up with a prayer today. So let me pray for us and then we'll go ahead and close. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for trusting us with the children that you have, that we know you are the giver of all good things. You are the creator of life from the very beginning. And the fact that you have gifted us with these children that will not stay children. We are not raising children. We're raising disciples. And we thank you for the privilege and the responsibility. Thank you for how much we grow as people. When we are moms, we step into these roles that take us into conversations and research and information that we never probably thought we would step into that motherhood that begins with these simple, sweet pregnancy books and nursery rhymes and rocking chairs so quickly, Lord, grows into such a different battlefield. I pray, Lord, that you equip these moms listening, that you strengthen them. I pray that they daily put on the full armor of God and that they may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, because that is the world that we are in. This world is not yours, that we are it is not of you what we are living in in the world right now, Lord, but we know that you are with us. We know that you will equip us. And so we will continue leaning into you day by day and moment by moment. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below 
where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.